from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience, and it is officially midnight across the continental 48 states, which means that it is a football Sunday for all. If you're out there in Hawaii, you're still celebrating the fact that the Rainbow Warriors were able to come back. They were able to get the cover, and they were able to get the outright win over Fresno State. Just wound up seeing that a few minutes ago. 27-24, to the final net one total winds up going under. And as right around 11 to 11 half-point underdogs, the Rainbow Warriors able to get the job done. So if you wound up having the get-even special of Hawaii, or if you wound up putting a little bit on Hawaii on the money line, I'm sure that you are very happy, but I am very happy that it's officially Sunday because now it is time that we go football heavy here on this final hour. Just going to be taking a look at all forms of football. Typically in the final segment of the show, I wind up giving out a little bit of baseball picks as well, but we really don't have anything on the board when it comes to the MOB betting slate. If you're someone that is looking to bet baseball on Sunday, set your alarms. You're probably going to be seeing openers coming out at right around like 5.30, 6 a.m. Pacific time. If you're looking Eastern time, that is more around 8.30 to 9.00. So you're going to be having that go on. But how about if we dive into a big game that I'm sure you've heard absolutely nothing about. But, oh, by the way, Tom Brady is going back to New England and he's going to be facing off against the Tampa. Or he's going to be going back to New England and he's going to be facing off against the Patriots. As it's so weird for me to say, as you've got currently the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or find themselves a favorites in this game. We're seeing a couple sevens pop at this point. You've got a lot of six and a half out there, but we got a couple sevens as well, so if you like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, do everything that you can to try to find a six and a half. If you like the New England Patriots, you probably want to be taking a seven. Totals ranging anywhere between 49 and a half and 50, and I just cannot trust in rookie quarterbacks right now. You take a look at how they wound up faring in week four, and they, or in week three, they wound up going 0 and 5 straight up, and they went 0 and 5 against the spread. Now, you did wind up seeing Trevor Lawrence be able to cover the spread. For the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday Night Football. So they were able to get a little bit of something there. But certainly not the outright win. I take a look at Mac Jones. Said he's a solid quarterback. He's a guy that's not necessarily turning the ball over a lot. He's doing a lot of little things well. But at the same time, this is also a New England Patriots team. That they don't have that cohesion. That you typically expect out of a Bill Belichick-led team. And that's something that's very weird to say. Because obviously you had the aforementioned man on the other side. And Tom Brady that was always that concept for this team. You know that the New England Patriots just 
signed a whole bunch of guys. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars in free agents, and that no doubt winds up helping out the team bolster themselves a little bit. But at the same time, it also does mean that there's a little bit of transitionary period as well. I do think that Damian Harris is going to be a big key for the New England Patriots in this one. He's been able to do a solid job of being able to run the ball. He's got a buck 76 through his first few weeks of the season. So I think that the quarterback's best friend here is going to be the running back. And what else is big for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that you do have all the weapons back for Tom Brady as you've got betting splits of just across the board. You're seeing all these books say that right around 95% of the money, 95% of the bets. As a matter of fact, at DraftKings, it's up to 96% in both of these aspects coming in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is one of those cases in which if you want to be zigging while everyone else is zagging, that certainly means that the New England Patriots is a play. When you zig when everyone else is zagging, though, the big key is being right. I don't care if I'm on the side of the public. I don't care if I'm on the side of, I guess you could call it the wise guys. Insert your comment there. The only thing that matters is getting to the window. It doesn't matter what side you're taking. It doesn't matter how few slash many bets are on there. It doesn't matter who you're tailing, who you're fading. It's just all about making money at the end of the day. It is just that simple. And I don't think that there's a lot of value here on the New England Patriots. I wish I could come out here and just give this outlandish opinion of, oh yeah, the New England Patriots are going to have a win one for the Kipper speech. You're going to have like five dancing unicorns or something like that. And they're going to win by a count of 37 to nothing. That certainly is not the case in my opinion. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just a better team in this spot. You know that Tom Brady's going to be a little bit distraught after the loss against the LA Rams. And this is just a Patriots team that in general, they just don't have the firepower, in my opinion, to be able to match up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. With the Buccaneers last week, they were without Antonio Brown. Looks like he should be good to go in this one. So that's going to help them out. Now, Rob Gronkowski is going to be out of the fold. But at the same time with Rob Gronkowski, I do recognize that this is going to be a big one for him. But at the same time with Gronk, I recognize that he's gotten a few touchdowns here in the early goings. And in my opinion, he's looked much better this year than he has last year. But still, you're backing him up with someone in Cameron Bray who is a very capable backup. If O.J. Howard is able to give you anything whatsoever, that is big. Now, you are going to be missing Scotty Miller is currently on injured reserve as well. But Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, you don't want to mess with those guys. You know that Tom Brady's going to be airing it out because at this point, Leonard Fournette has just been, shall we say, pretty useless in the running game. He's been averaging right around like 3.8-ish yards per carry, but this is also a defense I think is going to be able to get back after a young quarterback. We wound up seeing the Buccaneers' defense struggle towards the early part of the season, and they did wind up adding Richard Sherman recently as well, but when you still take a look at that front seven, even with a banged-up Jason Pierre-Paul, it looks like he's going to be out, and in this one, Vita Vea, Indomitian Sue, and then you got at the linebacker spot to Levante David. I think that all these guys are going to be able to bear down. I think that it's going to be a long day for the Patriots, and I really like the under in this spot as well. I just don't think that the Patriots are going to be able to generate a lot of offense. I think that their defense is going to be able to hold up at the point of attack, so I do think that the under of 49.5 to 50 is a good look there, but personally, I'm going to be taking a look at Tom Brady. I'm not going to be fading the GOAT in this matchup. We're going to be laying the points. I'm going to be with pretty much everyone else who's taking a shot here on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's one of those things in which you would like to be able to zig while everyone else is zagging, but it's all about making money at the end of the day. And if you're of someone that has high volition that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, much like myself, is going to be able to pull it out, I would say don't be, don't be necessarily nervous that you're on the side of so many other people because I guess you could call it the sharp sides win quite a bit when it comes to the NFL, but a lot of public sides do as well. And we know the one public team that always haunted bookmakers for so many years. That was the duel of Brady and Belichick when they were at New England Books. Always had a tough time with them. So it is one of these cases in which, even though a lot of the tickets, a lot of the money, it's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't think that you should be afraid there. I certainly am afraid of taking a shot on this home team, though. You got the Chicago Bears playing us the Detroit Lions. The Lions wound up opening up the week right around a six-ish point underdog. You're not seeing pretty much threes across the board. You're even seeing a couple three and a half, and the six was a very, very, was a very early line. But with that said, you take a look at this spot, and I have no faith whatsoever in Justin Fields in this game. And it's not necessarily that I don't have faith in Justin Fields. I should preface that. 
I don't have any faith whatsoever that Nagy has any idea whatsoever of how to use Justin Fields. You just take a look at the game plan from last weekend. I mean, a five-year-old with crayons could have drawn up something better than Matt Nagy. He clearly had no idea what he had in Justin Fields. And it's just very sad to see because we always talk about busts when it comes to the NFL draft with the NBA draft and what have you. And a lot of these, and I air quotes here, busts, it's not because they don't have talent. It's not because they aren't trying hard. It's because they're surrounded by people that just have no idea how to utilize them. Coaches that are just, I guess you could call it flamboyantly bad. And you've got that, in my opinion, with Matt Nagy. I know a lot of people lauded him for his play calling when he was an assistant, but how much of that was he actually doing for our good friend Andy Reid? That is a good question I have because I have a feeling that maybe he was given a little bit more credit than he deserved. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Detroit Lions, and this has been a very pesky team. You wound up seeing it last week. If it wasn't for a record-long field goal, they wound up being able to get a win against a Baltimore Ravens team that I will say with the Baltimore Ravens, they did wind up giving up a lot of opportunities. Hollywood Brown, he went Hollywood with regards to drops, but I do take a look at this spot, and I do think that the Detroit Lions do provide a lot of value here. I think that they should be able to pull this game off outright, and it's good to see that finally there's a game in which people are betting on the Detroit Lions because, well, Jared Goff certainly is not necessarily living up to his billing of being a number one overall pick or anything like that. I feel like we've dogged him a little bit too much. Keep in mind, this is a guy that led a team to a Super Bowl. You could give all the credit in the world to Sean McVay, but he had to execute that team as well. He was backed up by a relatively solid defense out there with the L.A. Rams, but at the same time, the guy is a few years removed from a Super Bowl, so I do think that you've got a Lions team that provides a lot of value in this spot. I'm going to be taking a look at them. I know that I haven't necessarily been swaying from the public very much here, but at the same time, it's what I keep going back to. A winning ticket is a winning ticket. It doesn't matter if you're on the side that has 1% of the money coming in or 99%. All that matters is what the scoreboard reads at the end of the game, and that's the way that you've got to be proceeding. And I've got to proceed with this game with a little bit of caution because you've got the Miami Dolphins playing also the Indianapolis Colts. There are teams that, well, they certainly have not been producing a lot on offense. This is one of the lower totals that you're going to be seeing on the board for this Sunday. Colts and Dolphins have a total of 41 and a half in a lot of spots. I know that you're going to be seeing possibly a little bit of fluctuation. Perhaps a couple 41s might pop, perhaps a couple 42s, but this line seems to be settling in at 41 and a half. And we've got the Colts catching two and a half points. And with the Colts, it certainly has been a tough year. You were hoping that the reunitation of Carson Wentz with Mr. Frank Reich was going to be able to help him out a little bit. So far, it has certainly not been the case. You've got Nelson on the injured list when it comes to the offensive line. So that no question, not necessarily too terrific here for the Indianapolis Colts. But I do take a look at this Miami Dolphins team, and they are all sorts of banged up with their offense as well. Carson Wentz, no question, a little bit of a, no question, a little bit banged up himself along Jonathan Taylor. But I do feel like one of the more underrated aspects, and we're going to be hitting on this on the other side. Michael Pittman Jr. and what he's going to be able to do to take the top off of this Miami Dolphins defense. And I think that he's going to be a big key for this team. So we're going to talk a little bit more on the other side about this Colts-Dolphins game and dive a little bit more into this Week 4 NFL slate right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The Sports Betting Network. And we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. I have yet to get my name wrong, but with that said, something that we're hoping to get right is this Indianapolis Colts versus Miami Dolphins game. It is now officially Sunday in all 48 of the, I guess you could call them continental states. So you've got the Colts catching two and a half points. You're against the Miami Dolphins, total 41 and a half. Now what is going to be very intriguing is Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor, both guys are listed as questionable. I would anticipate both of these guys playing. I know that Carson Wentz was a little bit of a limited participant in practice along Jonathan Taylor, so I would be a little bit surprised if I don't see either of those guys playing, but take a look at the Miami Dolphins, and this is a bunch that they're a little bit bruised and battered as well. This is just a pair of teams that in general I expected a little bit more from. They have yet to be able to deliver. A lot of this has been due to the fact that you've had Quite a few injuries to both of these teams. But you do take a look at the Miami Dolphins. They do have one of the better defenses, in my opinion, in all of the NFL. But with that said, what are you going to be able to get out of Jacoby Brissett? As Tuatagi Vailoa is going to be out once again in this one. With Brissett, he was lauded as one of the better backups in all of football. But you take a look at what he wound up doing against the Las Vegas Raiders. And it was not great, to say the least. I mean, he wound up completing quite a few passes. But he wound up taking a pair of sacks as well when he came in in relief. In Buffalo, a little bit more of, I guess you could call it, a shockwave to the system because he was thrown in there right away. He wound up throwing an interception in that one. I think the key in this one is going to be which ground game winds up getting a little bit better because you've got Jonathan Taylor on one end for the Indianapolis Colts who got to figure that he might wind up being on a little bit more of a pitch count. He's going to be a little bit more limited since he is officially listed as questionable. Meanwhile, you've got Miles Gaskin on the other end along with Malcolm Brown being able to take a little bit of the load off of him and for Gaskin this year, he has to find the end zone. It's been a little bit rough for him. He is a little bit more of a home run hitter of sorts as he's been able to do quite a bit of something ever since he's wound up getting to Miami. But what I think is going to be very key for the Selfins team is just being able to establish some sort of a ground game. And I think that that's going to be key for both of these teams in general. The Dolphins wind up coming in with a little bit more health when it comes to their offensive line. But I certainly don't put it past the Indianapolis Colts come in here and be able to give a little bit of a shocker because I do think that with Brissett, he's going to have a little bit of a tough time against this Indianapolis Colts secondary. I think that the front seven is going to be able to get some pressure on him. I do think that there is some value here with the Indianapolis Colts. And if you're looking for a little bit of a money line underdog, I think that you could do a little bit worse than getting right around, I would say probably about a plus 130-ish when it comes to this money line. I'm sure that if you wind up shopping around, you might be getting a little bit better a little bit worse than that. I'm seeing actually more like plus 125 on this one, but I do think that the Colts do provide some value, so I'm going to be taking a look at them. Something else I'm going to be taking a look at, not the New York Jets. I know that it has become a very trendy pick to be able to bet against the Tennessee Titans here because they are going to be without quite a few pieces in this game against the New York Jets, but I'm sure that you guys, much like me, have seen the New York Jets the first couple weeks of the season, and well, they scored as many points as you and I last week as they wound up getting completely shut out by the Denver Broncos. Now, with that said, this is a Tennessee Titans defense that is not quite the Denver Broncos, but you take a look at, the, at it, the Titans are laying six points in this matchup, and I really do think that with the Titans, you've got all that you need with the run game in Derrick Henry. He has been absolutely magnificent. We were wondering if there would be a little bit of a fall-off since his usage has been 
so high in recent years. Well, that has been a big, giant, resounding no at this point as he has been absolutely tremendous in recent weeks for this team after he got off to a little bit of a slow start in week one. He's been able to really rebound ever since then. Had a big 100-plus yard game against the Colts, and we saw what he was able to do against the Seattle Seahawks. Running for a buck 80 in that game, you've got a Jets team that they're not good on offense, they're not good on defense, they're undisciplined on special teams. There's really not a lot to like. And when you take a look at the Titans, Certainly, the injuries are going to be hurting them a little bit, which is why I do think that there might be a little bit of value here on that under a 44, but I do think that being able to pound the ball the way that they're going to is very solid. Now, having A.J. Brown and Julio Jones out of the fold, no question that's going to hurt, but what I think is a little bit of a misnomer about Ryan Tannehill is that this is a guy that he just stays in the pocket. I do think that the, I guess you could call it narrative, is out that Tannehill is able to be a little bit more mobile. He's able to be a little bit more able to be moved in the pocket because keep in mind, he did wind up playing wide receiver while he was at Texas A&M, but I think that that's really going to be coming on this game. We have seen Tannehill throw a trio of interceptions this year, but I don't know who on the New York Jets is going to be able to come up with any pressure, is going to be able to come up with any interceptions now with the Saints defense. Do note that Bud Dupree is still going to be out of the fold for them, but you've got Jeffrey Simmons up front. I think that he was really a good find for the for the Titans in which they were able to get him in the first round when they were able to two years ago. He was a guy that was a little bit banged up coming out into the NFL draft, and I think that he's going to be able to really emerge in this game. So I do take a look at this spot, and I just think that there's a little bit of shortage in value here on the New York Jets. I'd be taking a look at the under just because you do have those ailments when it comes to the receivers of the Titans, but I do think that the Titans should be able to get this one done. I also do think that you've got a little bit of something that is going to be brewing out there in Buffalo when it comes to Texans against the, against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are coming off of just absolutely thrashing the Washington football team, and as a result, they have been bet all the way to 17.5 in a lot of spots when it comes to this game. And with the Houston Texans, I do think that this is a squad in which they are far from great, but you're giving me two touchdowns a field goal, and especially that hook, which I think is very important. I'm going to wind up taking it with the Houston Texans. With the Texans, this is certainly a bunch of which they've been dealing with their fair share of injuries. I mean, you just take a look at the entirety of the situation with Deshaun Watson. It's not great. you now got Tyrod Taylor on injured reserve, but I do think that you're going to be able to have this Texans team be able to emerge a little bit on the ground. David Johnson, Mark Ingram, these are still very capable backs. I mean, the Texans thought so highly of David Johnson that he was one of the cornerstones of that new Hopkins deal, which that's still very laughable that that was the case. But at the same time, David Johnson is someone that I think might wind up getting a little bit of run in this game. I think that it'll be a nice little change of pace with Mark Ingram. You saw Brandon Cooks and Chris Connolly out there on the outside being able to give this team a good plethora of options. And when you take a look at this Bills team, I do think that this is a good sell high spot on them because we have seen it with the Buffalo Bills. This is a team that's far from invincible. They wound up losing earlier in the year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was a far from great performance. Now, with Josh Allen, I don't buy into the fact that you're going to see any sort of a slump from him this year because he's already looked solid. I think that he's going to continue to look solid. Seven touchdowns to just one interception. He absolutely lit ablaze that Washington football team defense. And this is no question. A Buffalo Bills team that has looked better on defense when it comes to being able to get a pass rush in last year. The Bills defense overall last year was solid, but you didn't have anyone with more than five sacks. Greg Russo has been able to be able to shore that up. He's already got a pair of sacks. First round pick out of Miami has already paid dividends for this Buffalo Bills team, but what it comes down to is I think that this is going to be a Bills bunch that they're going to be able to run the ball relatively well. I do think that they're going to be able to give you quite a bit of something with that regard, but I do think that there's going to be a little bit of pressure provided by the front seven. Whitney Merciless is one of the more, I guess you could call it, underrated defensive players that you're able to find in the NFL. I think that Vernon Hargraves is going to be able to do a little bit of something in the secondary as well. I do take a look at this spot, and I would probably be taking a look at the Bills up to two touchdowns. I thought you've gotten to 17 and a half. It is a spot in which I do think that it provides a little bit of value here on the Houston Texans. So even though it's a little bit grody, even though it's not necessarily the sexy pick, I do think that there is some value here on the Texans being able to get the 17. Be sure to be able to get the hook because we are seeing a couple 17s pop right now as well. So always be sure to get the best number 
on that. But when it comes to this number as well, I think that it's going to be a fascinating one between the Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys. You've got a Dallas Cowboys team that I am seeing across the board, laying four points, and your total on this one is 51.5. I do think that this is a Cowboys team that they are indeed back. I recognize it's a little bit of a shorter week for them coming off of Monday Night Football, but I love the way that Dak Prescott has been able to perform. Now, if you're looking at the better coach, that is unquestionably Matt Rule. I like what he's been able to do with the Carolina Panthers. I liked him when he was over there with Baylor. He's really been able to be a rising star in the world of football in general. But I take a look at this Cowboys bunch, and I think what is going to be very key for this team is being able to get the, the ball to Pollard, much like they did last week. Ezekiel Elliott just has not lived up to his billing ever since he wound up signing that big contract. And whenever you've had Tony Pollard up back there, I feel like he's a better running back in general. You take a look at the Cowboys as well. If you're able to get Pollard the ball a little bit, it takes the pressure off of Dak Prescott, who we saw before he wound up getting injured last year. He was on pace to set all sorts of passing records. And this year, he's been able to do a great job of being able to find his just full complement of guys. You've got a Dallas Cowboys team that, for as much as we want to dog Jerry Jones and everything that he's done, he's built a very good offensive line with this Dallas Cowboys team. They've spent a lot of first-round picks to be able to make sure that Prescott is able to be protected to make sure that there's lines to be able to run through in general. So I do think that the Dallas Cowboys provide some value. You're going to tie a little bit of bow on this game, and then we're going to dive into more of the slate that we are going to be seeing on this NFL Sunday. We've got a whole lot of action, and we're going to try to get through it all here in this final hour of the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sport, your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bets emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for just $22 per month. So sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe as You've got the final, I would say about 25 or so minutes here of the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson, here on the Vegas Sets and Information Network. And we're taking a look at everything that we've got for this upcoming NFL Sunday. It is now in the continental 48 states, Sunday all across the board. So it is a wonderful NFL Sunday. And we left out talking about this Carolina Panthers game. And with the Panthers, I do take a look at Sam Darnold. I think that he certainly has been able to develop under an actual coach, and it's what I was talking about a little bit earlier when it came to Justin Fields. I mean, you can call a guy a bust all you want when it comes to someone like a Sam Darnold, someone that just doesn't develop the way that you think he's going to, but typically it all comes down to the situation that they were given. Sam Darnold was given a bad one. Now he's got an actual coach in Matt Rule, and he's been able to do a solid job. He's been able to rule with a 68% passing percentage, and you just take a look at it, and I do think that there's a lot of value here on the over. I do think that there have been a lot of people that have been scared away a little bit because they aren't sure how the Carolina Panthers are going to be able to move the ball. Now you've got Chuba Hubbard, and for a little bit of a lesser expense, Rolls-Royce Freeman, who's going to be able to get in the ball with Christian McCaffrey now at the full, but you take a look at Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. They've been able to be very sturdy targets for Sam Darnold and for Darnold. Wanted beginning his career with the former Jet in Anderson. So we got a nice little connection there. I like the way that this line has been able to protect for the Carolina Panthers. But I do think that in the end, the Dallas Cowboys are certainly going to be able to pull this one out with the Cowboys. Defense is a little bit lax, but I love the way that this offense is moving. They've been featuring Mr. Pollard a little bit more in the ground game. And then on top of that, when you've got Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb to be able to throw to, that makes things very easy on you as well when you've got someone like a Tyron Smith who's able to block your backside as well. That is going to be absolutely terrific for Dak Prescott. So I think we're going to see points of plenty in this spot. And I do think that we're going to see the Dallas Cowboys be able to win this game by at least a touchdown. I think that this one could wind up getting a little bit out of hand. It's going to be interesting to see if this one gets out of hand or not. You've got the Baltimore Ravens going on the road to face off against the Denver Broncos. And you've got a classic pick'em game here. What you've got to note with the Denver Broncos is that 
this is a team that they always seem to play their best when they're at home in these first two months of the season. The elevation seems to take a lot out of these teams. Now with Lamar Jackson, he is listed as questionable. So you want to be checking in on the status of Lamar Jackson before placing any sort of a bet in this game, in my opinion, because when it comes to Lamar Jackson, he is the key because whether he winds up playing, not playing, or if he's less than 100%, that is all key because you could wind up having a little bit more value on the Broncos. If Jackson winds up playing, you wind up seeing a big line move, but he's certainly far from 100%, not able to be as mobile as he's able to be typically not making all the passes. So that is a very big key. Not just a guy being active and a guy being able to play, but how close to 100% is a guy as well? Because I think that a lot of people, when they see someone who's active, they get very excited. They think, oh boy, we're going to be getting this and the other. And it's like, eh, this isn't necessarily the same guy that you've seen in past weeks. So always when you're taking a look at a team that has injury issues, someone that might be just a little bit hampered to check in on how close to 100% a guy is. And that's obviously very tricky. I do everything I can to scour Twitter when it comes to just some of these beat reporters and what they all have because they've got some of the best knowledge of anyone out there. I recognize that Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, they always do a great job as well. But I always trust in people, whether it be men, women, what have you, that they're around the team. They do a great job of being able to cover these guys on a day-in and day-out basis because when it comes to beat reporters, they've got really more access than anyone else when it comes to these guys. So I do think that that is something very important to take a look at in this game. If it does wind up being that Lamar Jackson is even a little bit hampered, I probably would be taking a look at the Denver Broncos because the big thing with the Broncos is that I feel like so many people have undersold Teddy Bridgewater for so long. You may recall prior to him coming into the NFL, there were some people I was thinking the year in which he wound up getting drafted that he was potentially going to be a number one overall pick. He winds up sliding because he wound up having just a really bad pro day. He was really coming to his zone with the Minnesota Vikings. And heck, whenever he got an opportunity with the Carolina Panthers, with the New Orleans Saints, he was really able to shine. So I always feel like we've been a little bit too sour on him. Betters have not been because when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater, he's got one of the best cover rates you've ever seen for a starting quarterback. But I always feel like he's a guy that has been undersold and got a lot of weapons to be able to use as you've got guys like Deontay Spencer and Cortland Sutton helping him out on the outside. And then obviously you've got this defense that is very good. Now, Shelby Harris is a little bit of a question mark for this game, but when you've got Von Miller, Alexander Johnson in the front center, then it makes it a very difficult task for anyone to go up against. And speaking of injury concerns, we now know that this man is not going to be playing on Sunday as Chase Claypool, Claypool is going to be out for the Pittsburgh Steelers as it is going to be the Steelers taking on the Green Bay Packers in a game that I remember very fondly, a rematch of the Super Bowl from 11 years ago. So got a little bit of fun there. I know that on like NFL Network, they were showing reruns of Rashard Mendenhall trying to run against the Green Bay Packers and everything like that. But it certainly is not your father's Pittsburgh Steelers team. But I do think that this might be a little bit of a sneaky spot here for the Steelers. I recognize that their backs are against the wall. I've got to figure that there's going to be a lot of money coming in on the Green Bay Packers. They're a very public team to start with, with Claypool being out of the fold. You've got to figure that this is going to maybe move the line to a seven, perhaps. I don't know if we're necessarily going to be getting there or not, but we're right now seeing a lot of six to six and a half. I do think that if you, like me, think that there's a little bit of value here with the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's probably best to wait. All the money, all the bets have been coming in on the Green Bay Packers when it comes to the money line on the spread. We've been seeing a lot of them as well, especially ever since we wound up seeing the news of Trace Claypool being out. But I do think that if there is one last hurrah when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, just a chance in general to be able to get Ben Roethlisberger a little bit of something going, I do think that it's going to be this week. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though you're going to be without Chase Claypool, at the same time, you still do have some weapons for them. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's going to be good to go on this one. You've got Deontay Johnson, who is going to be a full go as well. Eric Ebron, I feel like is a little bit of an underrated tight end. Certainly has not been the guy that we all wound up anticipating when he wound up being so highly drafted by the Detroit Lions. But also something else that's under the radar, having TJ Watt as well. This is a Steelers team that just in general, they've always hung their head on defense. They've always hung their head on just being absolutely nasty up front. TJ Watt was missing last week. 
and that showed through because he wound up having three sacks in the first two weeks of the season. You wound up seeing it last week with the Steelers. They were a little bit rudderless, and I think what people are forgetting is that, keep in mind, when the Steelers wound up playing against the Buffalo Bills, their backs were against the wall. They wound up being able to have a very tremendous comeback in the second half of that game. This is a team that they are very well coached under Mike Tomlin. Now, I do think that the Packers do have some solid coaching as well, but I did think that a lot of the coaching comes from Aaron Rodgers as well, just him being able to fire up the troops. And with Aaron Rodgers, no question, he's one of the best players still in the NFL. He wound up winning the MVP award last year, but my question is, who's going to be able to get the ball other than their main guy in Devontae Adams? I know that at DraftKings, they always have props as to guys to be able to have the most receiving yards, have the most receiving touchdowns, and Devontae Adams is towards the top of the list in both of them. For most receiving touchdowns this week among any player at DraftKings, he's listed at 10-1 to 1 when it comes to most receiving yards in general. He's more in the realm of about 8-1. to 1. We've seen this one move around a little bit more, and I do think that it is a little bit of an intriguing prop because you've got a team in the Green Bay Packers that they just don't really have a whole lot other than him. I mean, you've got, obviously, Marquez Veldes, Scantling and company, but you can never really trust in him. I recognize that Tunyon at the tight end spot wound up having that three-touchdown game last year, but he's been very much hit or miss. And this is still a Steelers secondary that I think is a little bit underrated as well. So I do think that while you could wind up seeing a case in which you wind up having Adams get his, and I do think that if you're looking at these props, him to be able to have the most receiving touchdowns, him to have the most receiving yards, I do think that there is a little bit of value on him. At the same time, it does become a situation in which I think that the Steelers do a good job of being able to take away those other guys as well to be able to stay within the summer. And I do think that with the Steelers, they're going to get Najee Harris going a little bit as well. With Harris, his first couple weeks in the NFL have been a very rude awakening. I don't necessarily put that on him. Just like I was talking about with Justin Fields, he's not necessarily in the world's greatest situation. And it's not because the coaching is bad with the Steelers, unlike with the Bears, in which you've got Matt Nagy, who just has absolutely no idea what he's doing. The fact that he has a job right now is just absolutely baffling to me. But you take a look at the Steelers, and they wound up losing a lot of linemen in the offseason, so that wound up causing for a little bit of a transitionary period. So it's taken them a little bit to be able to get things down. I do think that now that this offensive line has a couple reps under them, they're going to be able to protect him a little bit better. I think that they're going to protect Ben Roethlisberger a little bit better as well. And when Roethlisberger has that time, he hasn't necessarily been sharp recently, but you take a look at that Packers front seven, I don't think that they're going to get a lot of pressure. Going to be giving you guys a little bit more on week four of the NFL next. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on the other side here on VSIN. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. 
will be a match, I promise. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every single day at vcin.com as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience and you see me on the on your TV, you hear me in the radio, everything like that, but it takes a team to be able to do a show like this. Shout out to Wyatt doing a terrific job of producing, Nick Oliver, you guys are doing an absolutely tremendous job and Nick tells me that I need to give a shout out to myself, so I will give a shout out to myself because that is the way that we operate around here and the way that we operate around here is trying to make money every single Sunday on the NFL betting board. One that I really like, and I do think that this is going to be something to take a look at moving forward, is perhaps a lot more unders in Washington football team games. They wind up giving up a whole bunch of points against the Buffalo Bills, but I think that we're going to see a little bit of a different story here. Washington football team is hitting the road to face off against the Atlanta Falcons. You're finding this total anywhere between 47.5 and 48, and I absolutely love the under. I wound up taking this a little bit earlier when it was more towards 48.5. I still like it even if you're winding up only getting 47.5. And the big reason why is because I just am not buying into the Atlanta Falcons in general. I think that Washington being a road favorite of about 0.5, we're seeing two in a lot of spots. I think that's very accurate. And this despite the fact that Washington football team, as we know, they've got the quarterback situation and a little bit of flux. You thought that Ryan Fitzmagic was going to be the guy going into the season. Now instead, you've got a Heineke and Taylor Heineke. But with that said, I think that Heineke is going to be able to do a relatively solid job against an Atlanta team that, I mean, as I say that I like the under, I do have to bring up that this defense has been pretty horrible, to say the least, begin the year. But you do take a look at this Washington football team bunch, and you are having a little bit of injury concerns when it comes to Antonio Gibson at the running back spot. Seems like he'll probably be, I would say, about a little bit of a limited participant in this game, but I do anticipate a little bit of something from him, even if he cannot go. Still have a guy, J.D. McKissick, that I feel very secure about. And then you got on the outside, Curtis Samuel. He's got a clean bill of health. I think that he's going to be able to make a big impact on this game. And then you take a look at Matt Ryan. He's just an aging quarterback in general. I think that guys like Montez Sweat, along Chase Young, they're going to be able to get pressure on him all day. This Falcons offensive line have not been able to do a great job at the point of attack, being able to protect Matt Ryan. And then you just take a look at what they're trying to utilize to be able to help them out in the ground game. Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson, are you kidding me? I'm just absolutely floored that the Atlanta Falcons did not stick a little bit more into trying to give a little bit of help here to Matt Ryan. And not only did they not give him up, they wind up trading away Julio Jones just before the season as well. Now, I recognize that they wouldn't have him anyway with the way that circumstances are with him not being able to participate for the Titans this week, but I do take a look at Matt Ryan, three plus sacks in two out of three games so far this year. He's a little bit of an aging quarterback. You've just got a defense that in general is relatively brutal, but you do also have a Washington football team that I do think that they're going to have a little bit of a tough time when it comes to Heineken King and company. I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a sloppy, maybe something like a 17 to 14, a 20 to 17 style game. Absolutely love the under in this spot. And I do think that Washington football team in the end, is going to be able to pull it out. I mentioned one of the things that I really do like on this Sunday as well. I'm someone that was born and raised in Wisconsin, but I do think that there's value on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got just a very strange situation in general with the Steelers dealing with Chase Claypool being out of the fold, but I do think that we are going to see a little bit more value pop because right now we're seeing a lot of sixes to six and a halfs. I think at minimum, you're going to be seeing a lot of six and a half by the time kickoff winds up happening. I think that the money is going to pile in on the Packers and that's going to provide an opportunity to be able to jump in, perhaps get a little bit of a better number with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I certainly am going to be taking a look at them. I am going to be taking a look at baiting a lot of rookie quarterbacks as well. I mentioned it at the top of the hour. I just have absolutely no faith whatsoever in Justin Fields and company with the Chicago Bears. You've got a coach that has absolutely no idea what he's doing whatsoever. And the Lions seem that they've been very undervalued. Jared Goff, 
a guy that wound up leading a team to a Super Bowl a few years ago, has been dogged a little bit more than he deserves. And what I like about the Detroit Lions, as well as, ironically enough, their coach and Dan Campbell, I recognize that his act is probably going to be getting stale in future years, but we always see with these rah-rah coaches. The first, a lot of times, the second year that they're at the helm, they wind up giving their team a little bit of a boost. We wound up seeing this in both of their games against the Ravens along with the San Francisco 49ers. They were able to come back from deficits. They showed absolutely no quit in either of those games. I think that the Lions are going to be a pesky team. I think that they're going to be able to win this one outright. I do think that there are a bunch in which in future weeks when they're catching more like a touchdown because they're going to be in these situations a lot, that they're going to be a team that they wind up covering a lot of spreads but not necessarily winning outright. So I do take a look at that. Something else I'm going to be taking a look at is the San Francisco 49ers at home against the Seattle Seahawks. You've got a guy in Tyler Lockett who is all sorts of banged up for the Seattle Seahawks. If he does wind up playing, it's going to be at a very limited amount. It looks like he's probably going to be ruled out for this one. So that's a big pass catcher that is going to be out of the fold for the Seattle Seahawks. I know that Benson Moa, who is the defensive end for this team, it looks like he's going to be out for this team. You've got a couple of injury concerns when it comes to the offensive line as well. Rashad Penny has been placed on injured reserve. I believe that the towel boy is dealing with some sort of an ailment as well. He's questionable for this game. So you just take a look at the Seattle Seahawks. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. It's a situation which I like Russ, Russell Wilson. He does a lot for this team. It can't be all just Russell Wilson, though. This is a Seattle Seahawks team that they haven't necessarily done the world's greatest job of being able to back them up with a tremendous offensive line or anything like that. Chris Carson is a relatively solid running back, but... I do think that you need a little bit more of a dimension than just he alone as well. When you wind up having DK Metcalf doing all that he's doing with regards to the receiving game, I do think that they're still going to be able to move the ball a little bit. But I do take a look at the San Francisco 49ers team. I think that this is a very good bounce back spot for them. I know that a lot of people are calling for Trey Lance instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. But this is another guy that two years ago, he wound up leading the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. I do think that he's going to come out with a vengeance and... I don't pin a lot of the issues that the 49ers wound up having last week on Jimmy Garoppolo himself. I feel like he's become a little bit of an unfair scapegoat. This is someone that for his career and this year has been averaging right around, I would say about 67.5% of his passes being completed. He does a solid job of being able to move around with his feet. It's certainly not what we wound up seeing out of Trey Lance, which is why in that goal to go situation, you did wind up seeing Trey Lance get the carry and he wound up being able to get the touchdown in. I think that it's very good that the 49ers are utilizing both quarterbacks at minimum a little bit. I would actually like to see it a little bit more where you wind up having a couple more packages for Trey Lance because it just adds a little bit of an element that teams other than the San Francisco 49ers really cannot pull off. But I do take a look at the 49ers as well. And the fact that you do have a little bit of a banged up running game, it is certainly something that plays a little bit of a factor in this game. And I think that it's a big reason why you're seeing this line Currently at two and a half as it stands because you've obviously got Moser who's going to be out of the fold in this game. And well, Trey Sermon he has been a big giant disappointment to this point with 11 carries and 39 yards. We saw it last week against the Green Bay Packers. He got 10 cut touches. He did wind up getting a touchdown in the game, but he really wasn't able to get a lot going, especially in the first half. But this is an offensive line with guys like Trent Williams, Alex Mack. I do think that they're going to be able to create some holes for just the running game in general. And then you take a look at the San Francisco 49ers defense. You've got Nick Bosa. You've got Eric Armstead. You've got a line in the Seattle Seahawks that I think is leaky at best. So I do take a look at the Seattle Seahawks and them catching less than a field goal I think is a little bit off base. I think that the 49ers should be able to cover this game. I think that they're going to be able to do a solid job in this one and I really like them and I know that many of you guys always ask for my New York Post play of the day as well. That's a little bit more baseball centric and Right now, we just unfortunately really don't have any lines when it comes to baseball. Now, I did wind up setting a very low total in the Chicago White Sox versus the Detroit Tigers game. I would be very shocked if we wind up seeing a total as low as I wound up setting it. I made the total 7.4. You've got, as it looks like right now, Dylan Cease going for the Chicago White Sox. You've got Tyler Alexander, who's going to be going for the Tigers. For Alexander, he's got a little bit better ERA on the road than he does at home. And for Dylan Cease, he's got some of the more demonstrative home and road splits that you're going to find in Major League Baseball as well. He's got a point and a half better on his ERA at home than it is on the road. And when you take a look at the just landscape of the American League in general, Dylan Cease, 12.2 strikeouts per nine innings. He has been very solid with that regard. That leads all qualifying American League pitchers. And when it comes to Cease as well, 
you do have someone that wound up taking a little bit of a comebacker in his last game. So that was a little bit of a concern. But from all reports, he appears to be good to go. And you've got a Detroit Tigers bullpen that ranks in the top 10 with regards to ERA ever since the All-Star break. And a White Sox team with so many of these guys. Liam Hendricks, along with Craig Kimbrell, even Ryan Tapera that have come in. They've been able to do an absolutely magnificent job for that bullpen. So most likely you're going to be looking at an under for that Tigers versus White Sox game once we wind up getting a line in. That is the end of my line, but have no fear. Point spread Sunday with Femi Obabefe and company is going to be coming your way in a few hours. We've got you covered on this jam-packed Sunday right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as this has been the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.